Welcome to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now let's join Pastor Matt Rothy with this week's message. Seven hundred years before Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem, the prophet Isaiah spoke about the greatest gift God has given to us. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The word of the Lord. You've heard about the person who did not abide by the stay-at-home order, haven't you? You've read about how they completely ignored the travel bans and outwardly defied many other laws, too. On top of all of that, you know that they showed up uninvited and unasked. And for what? To give a Christmas gift. To give the most contagious gift to us. No, I'm not talking about the completely unwanted coronavirus, which we pray will stay away and affect no one. What I'm talking about is the most wonderful, the greatest gift you'll get this Christmas. A gift given to us because the Christ child did not stay safer at home in heaven, but instead broke a travel ban to be with you. A gift that is yours because your almighty God defied the laws of nature and was born of a virgin, also that he could be with us and to give to us his greatest, most contagious gift. This is what Christmas is all about. Christmas is God giving his greatest, most contagious gift to you. I don't know, maybe you're sick of talking about it but it's on your mind as it comes to an end. 2020, a year in which people saw so much taken from them. It was a year for some to graduate and others to get married, then came COVID. And the celebration, at least how they envisioned it, was taken from them. For others, COVID has taken jobs or taken a toll on mental health. For most, COVID has taken quality time with friends and family, time that we'll never get back. And perhaps that's what's on the top of your mind right now. COVID taking your favorite Christmas tradition or the opportunity to celebrate Christmas with your loved ones. But let's not forget. Worst of all, COVID has taken health and taken the lives of far too many. But entirely unlike the contagious coronavirus, which only takes the greatest and most contagious gift that God gives to you, it doesn't take anything, but it gives everything to us. And if there's just one thing that you hear this Christmas, that's it. I hope you hear that Christmas is all about God giving his greatest gift to you, that what God gives is for you. It is to all of us from God. So let's take hold of this gift. Having received it from God, let's Let's see what it is. In Isaiah 9, verse 6, God hands this beautifully wrapped gift to us. He unwraps it for us. And in just one verse shows us that the greatest, most contagious gift that God gives to us is three things. A gift that gives humility, 
a gift that gives joy, and a gift that gives his loving care. Isaiah said, for to us, a child is born. Sometimes when I'm given a gift, I, I wonder how I should respond in that moment. You ever feel that way? But most of the time, we don't wonder. We do know exactly how to respond because you know why you've received a gift. But it's in those times when you aren't really sure why you received a gift, you might wonder how to respond. So we have to ask why. Why did God give to us a newborn child? Consider this. Quite literally, we try to light up the darkness during Christmas time. Days are short, nights are long, and so we love to brighten this time of year with bright, shiny lights. It's a wonderful Christmas tradition. And yet, because our world can figuratively be a dark place, we try to brighten other aspects of life too. We sing songs like, it's the most wonderful time of year, telling you to be of good cheer because with all the caroling and mistletoeing, your heart should be glowing. We watch movies like A Christmas Carol. We do it encouraging the Scrooges to lighten up and brighten up, be kinder, gentler people. This time of year, we read books like How the Grinch Stole Christmas, warming our hearts and reminding us that we don't need presents to make Christmas Christmas, just as long as we have someone's hand to hold. But ask yourself, has all that worked? Has the world actually become a better and brighter place? Well, look no further than 2020. In so many aspects of life, the world remains dark. A pandemic takes so much and gives way to panic. Natural disasters destroy. Terrorists feed off people's fears. People, even neighbors, are polarizing as they pull one another apart, religiously, politically, racially, sexually, economically. We're people walking in darkness. That's how Isaiah put it. A few verses prior to the one that we read, Isaiah writes that we are those living in the land of deep darkness. The darkness is the evil of the world. It's the sin of people. It's the death that results from sin and evil. And worst of all, the darkness of our sin blinds us to our reality. Years ago, a New York Times said, New York Times article said that the meaning of Christmas is that love will triumph and that we will be able to put together a world of unity and peace. In other words, we can overcome poverty, injustice, violence, evil, if we can all just work together. Really? We've developed democracy and yet there's still unrest. Nations have tried communism, socialism, and capitalism. So why is there still poverty? Our military grows stronger and yet there's still terrorism. Even after all the medical advances and vaccinations, people still die at a rate of 100%. Why haven't we made the world a brighter place? Well, who are we kidding? We can't drive darkness out of this world because we can't even drive the darkness out of our hearts. And that's terrifying. There's stored up anger. There's gripped jealousy, the untamed lust, the overpowering addiction, the multiplied stresses, the sadness, and the guilt. If we can't cure the darkness that's in here, what makes us think we can cure the darkness out there? 
The truth is, Christmas is the most unsentimental way of looking at life and death. The true story of Christmas is a message that is more than sappy sentiments, more than lights and cookies, carols and bells. The message of Christmas is not cheer up. If you just unite and bring everyone together, the world will become bright and better. No, Christmas says stop pretending it's all okay, that you're okay. You need a light to see yourself as you really are, desperate and in need of someone. And that is why God gives to us the light of the world, a newborn child. In giving this gift, God is saying to us, you are so broken and you are so utterly incapable of cleaning yourself up, but I will do it for you. And now we know how to respond to this gift. The greatest, most contagious gift that God gives to us, well, it humbles us. God's gift to us is contagious because humility gets into us like a virus and wipes us out, lays us flat on our back, destroying our pride. This contagious gift gets to the heart of self-satisfied, self-dependent, self-deluded people, and it turns us into humbled, dependent people in one great role reversal. It's not the child who depends on us, but it's us who depend on this child. Humbling, yes, but great nonetheless. God's gift to us of a newborn child is great because this child is great. The angels said so. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. There's nothing greater for you than this gift. To you, the God who created the heavens and the earth was conceived and born of a virgin so that the same eyes and ears, same hands and feet, skin and bones that you have would live, die, and rise for you, to save you. It sounds ridiculous, but that's why we celebrate Christmas. So stop holding the gift at arm's length, wondering why this baby was handed to you. Hug this baby and hold him tight, for he is given for you. Well, there's some gifts that you just can't receive without humility. Imagine you open up a present from a friend and it's a dieting book. Or imagine you take off the ribbon and the wrapping paper on a gift from your parents or your spouse and you find it's a book entitled Overcoming Selfishness. You look at the book, you look at the giver, it's humbling. It's humbling because they're trying to tell you something. And it's no different with the greatest, most contagious gift that God gives to us. He's telling you, your situation is so dire that it will require the Christ child, but it's all for you. You do not receive this gift without humility, yet it's the greatest, most contagious gift that God gives to us, and it's all for you. Now, if you opened up a box of humility on Christmas with nothing else inside, disappointedly, you might ask, that's it? But your God, who gives to you the greatest, greatest gift of all, says, no way. I got something more. In fact, I have way more for you. God's gift to you is humility, yes. But more than that, it's a gift that gives you joy. Isaiah says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. A month ago, my brother had his first child, a son. Last week, one of my best friends had his third child, also a son. 
Can I tell you what both fathers shared in common when telling the news about the birth of their son? Joy. Pure, unrestrained, lose your inhibitions, and shout it out loud, joy. Parents, you know this. When your child is born, what else do you do? Filled with overwhelming emotion, you tell people of your joyful news. And that's it. Isaiah puts us in the shoes of a parent by saying, to us, a son. Forget everything else. Forget your pain. Forget your sadness. Forget yourself. And shout with joy. You have a son. That baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger is yours. And his name is Jesus because he came to save you from your sins. And as if joy were not enough, get this, he's not just born to us, he's also given to us. That means he and all the joy he gives to you is freely, totally, wholly yours at no cost. This son is your gift and he's yours in such a way that you do not need to give or pay anything for him. And that means you're blessed and doubly blessed with the joy of Jesus. But just because your son is given to you, do not forget who this child is and and why he was born. This is God, and God was born and became a boy who cried, took baths, and ate baby food, and did what all babies do, and he did it all for you. If you consider how far God came to you and for you, then there is no one who is as close to you as God. If God had really been born in a manger for us, then we have something that no other religion even claims to have. To you is given a God who truly understands you from the inside of your experiences. There is no other religion that says God has suffered, that God had to be courageous, that God knows what it's like to be abandoned by friends, to be crushed by injustice, to be tortured and die. Christmas shows that God knows. He knows you and he knows what you're going through. So when the darkness and evil of sin's guilt and shame, loss and pain, depression and sadness creeps towards you, tell it, get away from me. Didn't you hear the news? A child is born. Oh, you did? Good, because it was to me and it was for me that he was born. Therefore, it's his joy alone that I know by grace alone. This is what Christmas is all about. Christmas is God giving his greatest, most contagious gift to you, his joy. Contagious in that this joy has been transmitted to you by God himself, the babe of Bethlehem that you hold in your arms through faith. Contagious, like a contagious laugh, because this gift causes a reaction of ceaseless emotion that we call joy. And if this joy was not enough, and for all those moments in life when it seems like joy is lost, God doesn't just gift you an endless emotion, he gifts you his divine action. The greatest, most contagious gift that God gives to us is humility, it is joy, and thirdly, it's his loving care. Isaiah says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Don't confuse the child's meekness for weakness. This baby boy is special. Angel armies called him Lord and great prophets spoke of his rule. He is a king, but his government is not like any secular power that you can see. All earthly governments are conducted in such a way 
that those in charge hold power over those below them. They say, do this so that life runs smoothly. And when it doesn't, they drop the hammer on those below them to punish them, those who do wrong. This is worldly government. And in most cases, the government sits on people as people hold them in a position above them with their votes and with their support, mostly through taxes. But in this child's kingdom, it's the exact opposite. He rules, and yet he carries us, supports us, and holds us as we sit on his shoulders. Where is Christ's kingdom? It's not in this world. It's not under his feet. It's on his shoulders. Jesus puts us on his back. On the cross, he carried us. Still today, he carries us as he cares for us. He does not want to be saved or served by us because he came solely for us to save sinners like you and me. Isaiah the prophet says it like this, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Christ carries his people like a shepherd carries a poor, pitiful, stray sheep. The King of Kings is your good shepherd who runs after us, catches us and says to us, to you and to me, you are poor, pitiful and lost in your sin, but that is no problem for you because I have come for you. Let me carry you and on my shoulders you will find that all your sins have been forgiven. That's what Christmas is all about. Christmas is God giving his greatest, most contagious gift to you, his loving care, because he carries you. This gift is contagious because God's son, our good shepherd, comes to us and like a cold, he catches us even when we're not asking for him. But that's the God that we have. And his gift, it's great, because being on the shoulders of our Savior means that he carries us with all our sins, all our suffering, all our sadness. And it's not just when he was living on earth. He cares for you and he is carrying you today and forever. Likely this Christmas, you'll give a gift to someone and you'll receive a gift from that someone. Perhaps you've done this in years past. But have you ever been nervous about a gift exchange? Now, when you think about it, this is where we as adults do not do a very good job compared to children. Generally speaking, what does a little child do when they get a gift? Parents, we hope they say thank you, but after that, what do kids do? Well, they just go. They just go and enjoy the gift. They're not thinking about how much it costs. They're not thinking about whether they gave a gift that's equal to the amount of money that is spent on them making things even. No, they just enjoy the gift. But we do that. We adults, we kind of do that, don't we? How many times have you maybe opened a gift from someone you love? You open it. You smile, you comment about how much you like it, you smile some more, but on the inside, you're thinking, whoa, I did not spend that much on them. Or maybe, whoa, you know I spent a lot more than this on you. It's like we as adults take this concept, this idea of giving gifts, and we try to make it fair. The gift exchange you received from your God and Savior 
the Lord Jesus Christ is the most beautifully humbling, joy-inducing, caregiving, and unfair thing in the history of the universe. That exchange, Christ for us, his righteousness for our sin, his death for our life, that, that is the gift that saves us. He's wonderful, which means he beautifully and brilliantly works in our dark world for us, even when we don't see how. He is counselor, which means he continually comforts us through his word. He is mighty, which means no enemy can harm you, for your warrior and champion is fighting for you. He's everlasting father, which means he gives to you all his good gifts, and not just once, but ceaselessly. He's prince of peace, which means in Christ's kingdom, there will be for you all abundance as one could only wish for, so that you will want for nothing. And the greatest, most contagious gift that he gives to us, to you, it is himself. And that's what Christmas is all about. So this Christmas, as you give and you receive gifts, just enjoy the exchange. Enjoy the gift. Enjoy the exchange because you know the greatest gift exchange of the Christ child is from God to you.